Tom Cruise saved movies. Like everyone was pretty skeptical about going back to the movies. And then Tom Cruise said, no, 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 no. Put your life on the line. Cause I'm going to put my life on the line and get on a bike, yeah. jump off a mountain, forget Oppenheimer. Who is Oppenheimer? You know, I mentioned to someone the other day, I was like, yo, are you going to go see Oppenheimer? And they had no idea who he even was. Oh, a that is a person. disgrace of the American public education system. Is it though? Because I guarantee if you were to ask 10 people on the street, all 10 of them would know Tom Cruise. And if you were to ask the same <laughs> 10 people on the street, if they knew who Oppenheimer was, I'm not so sure you get, you know. Probably uh, <laughs> welcome everyone that's listening, huh? What's going on, <laughs> real critics? <laughs> welcome to EARC, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and the critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. We give you the real critics' thoughts on the movies. That's us. We break down some of the critic and audience reviews and we wrap it all up with our overall real ranking. But remember, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter john because everyone's a real critic so that's right let's get into it we're really excited about this one actually yeah we are very excited about this one um john how you doing you want to let the people know what we're doing today i mean you took the words right out of my mouth i'm so excited for what we have going on today it's our favorite time of year to be honest it's hot blockbuster summer baby we're getting into the thick three c's three c's thick of it so many great blockbusters that are coming out. We were just talking about Barbie. <laughs> we were talking about Oppenheimer. We were, I mean, it's just, I can guarantee. Et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> no, uh, what else? Transformers came out recently. Mission Impossible is Mission coming. Impossible is coming out. I guarantee all of those movies that we just named, maybe not Barbie, are going to be loved by audience and hated by critics and i can't wait to prove that no one really knows what the hell they're talking about that's why we're doing this that's why <laughs> you're listening it's to get hot blockbuster started summer started off the right way um and there's really only one way to get hot blockbuster summer started off we got to do big beefy dudes we got to do super fast cars we got to do some freaking crazy action but you know, we like to we like to take things at our own pace here at EARC. So, um, you know, we, we like, like to say, live. Uh, you go ahead. You, no, you, can you have got it. it. No, you can I, have I, it. I we like we. No, 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 we, you no. Know. How do we do it? <laughs> we like to live our lives a quarter mile at a time. Hell yeah, we do. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's uh, let's get into our favorite segment. Uh, where we pitch to the people movies and shows that are really good or really bad in what you're watching. Uh, 
Been a little bit. What you watching? My my brother from another mother. It has been a little bit. It's been like a couple weeks, right? Since we've recorded. Yeah. Our release schedule has been all fucked up. I know. That's, that's okay. I know you guys me. are still sticking with us. It's on, it's on all of us. We're grown men with jobs. Like glue, baby, sticking to us. So have you been watching a lot, John? Like, I feel so like I haven't thing. really been watching a lot of stuff. I've been trying. I will say I do have a really bad prepared for everyone, so I'll just get it off my chest so we don't have to talk about it anymore. The really bad that I came pre- prepared with uh, for you all this week is called The Citadel on Amazon Prime. It stars Madden. What's his name? From uh, The Eternals. It stars Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Stanley Tucci. And let oh, me Richard tell Madden. You, Richard Big Dick Madden. Yeah, it is <laughs> not good. It's really bad. I'm about four, I want to say three or four episodes in. It starts off great premise. And I'm going to spoil it for everyone because um, you're not going to watch it anyway. Like, don't just don't. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, please don't. There are a lot of hot people, I will say that, uh, myself included, watching it. But so the premise is there's these two spies. They work for some kind of crazy spy uh, company called the Citadel. And the one uh, Richard Madden ends up losing his memory because they think he dies and he has a chip in his head. So they wipe his entire memory. And then you realize like born supremacy. Yeah, a bit. And then you realize that Priyanka Chopra was the one that sort of set him up in this fail, like suicide mission that the show starts on. And they have like a little bit of a chemistry and sort of like, okay, so they kind of loved each other, but did she kind of play him because she sort of set him up towards the end? And the show starts with this crazy mission, this kind of issue happening this problem of him losing his memory sort of not or they both lose their memory she gets hers back and remembers everything his vial breaks very conveniently so he's not able to get it so he's trying to unsolve what happened to him and instead of yeah you've ever unsolved something (laughs) it's like solving it he's trying to say like like, unravel he's like unraveling whatever He's it's trying, you know, no, he's trying to solve something, but he's really not, if that, you know, <laughs> anyway. So instead of the show picking up where the first episode ends, where this guy is trying to figure out what happens, every episode that I've watched so far is a flashback. So you really get no progression in the story other than what you already know of, wow, seems like he was set up and he's yeah. uncovering. His it's memories. like why not just start just start the story there instead right. of and then the middle can be the memory. setup right yeah something yeah. like that you know so not worth it i'm not gonna watch it you know what i am gonna watch though probably and i haven't seen it yet is after watching fast x i feel like i have to watch that reacher series that the guy who plays ames is on it's pretty good i've heard it's awesome it's pretty um, good yeah he's huge yeah, that guy is a tank, huh? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's just crazy that men that that big can exist. Yeah. Anyways, um, you been watching anything else? Is it my <laughs> I mean, turn? I mean, you can hit me with one. 
I have a I have a couple really good, but hit me with I have one that's one. that fits in our hot blockbuster summer. Ooh, theme, yeah, let me hear it. Which is I just I watched Across the Spider Verse. Mm. I need to see that blockbuster movie. I you can't haven't seen wait. it. I haven't seen oh it. Oh my god, it. I'm so surprised. I know, I know. I'm trying to get my life together right now. I need I'm to go see lie. it. For me, it was like completely circumstantial. Like I happened to be off the night that it came out. Oh, I thought you were going to say I just happened to be in a movie theater. <laughs> happened to be sitting I, in the seat yeah, in which it I did was one playing. one of those things where I just like wandered around aimlessly and found myself sitting in a movie theater all of a sudden. Oh, my God. And be like, oh, my God, that's right. This movie came out. Um, it did. Basically, that is kind of what happened to me because it snuck up on me. I just happened yeah. to be off that night. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'll go watch it. I did not mean to go watch it on opening night, but. There was it I crowded? Was. It was smacked. Absolutely smacked. packed. It was smacked. Wow. Smacking, yeah. packing. Absolutely smacked. There was an audible. So I'll warn you right now, this isn't really a spoiler, but this is this. I guess it kind of is a spoiler, but this movie is, you know, like part one of the story that really? they're trying to tell. So it just kind of ends with a to be continued cliffhanger. Which uh-huh. seems to be like a thing nowadays. Why are we doing this so much? Like multiple movies? Because there's nothing else going on. So you might as well. It's just like we need to the get same. them yeah, to IP. come and see the next movie. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to just cut it. Oh. Well, you know, I guess. Harry Potter did it. Infinity War did it. Yeah. You know, Dune. Those are, those are very successful movies you're naming. Dune. Uh, spoiler alert fast x does it oh, well, and part one now, three uh spider-verse as well okay i think so it you sucks it. really no. good well i yeah i really loved the movie the movie's really really good um beautiful visuals great character development but it's half a movie is my biggest gripe with it mm. because yeah. you think that they created the movie intentionally to be cut off absolutely because the next one comes out in march and the way that this movie looks like it artistically just stylistically beautiful it has to take forever to make these kinds of movies that's true and it's less than a year for the second part to come out okay oh less than a year yeah it comes out in march you don't see that often no love that what a strange time for a summer blockbuster to come out in march wonder what mm-hmm. they're thinking there so are you gonna go watch rise of the beasts transformers it was all a dream <laughs> um how much it, do you want to bet it's also gonna end with a to be continued or like some sort to. of cliffhanger it's out now right yeah maybe yeah. i'll go watch it i'm off tonight rise of the beasts yeah what about the flash john Ooh. Hey, you know, the rise of the beast qualifies for our our podcast. And Perfect. Pete Davidson is also in Rise of the Beast. How about that? Huh. He's everywhere. He's having a moment right now. Um, am I had I like going... a Pete Davidson jump scare during Fast X. Oh, did you get scared of him? I was like, yo, up? what the fuck? Pete yeah. Davidson's here? Yeah, <laughs> that was wild. Um, yeah. Am I going to see The Flash? Mm, it looks really bad. In my opinion, I've okay. 
I think it falls under my proven theory, I think at this point, that the earlier you market a movie, the worse it is compared to its release date. So like if you start mar- like uh, across the Spider-Verse, I feel like they didn't really market it until a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Great movie. The Flash. They've been marketing this shit. Well, they've had to they've had years. to market the shit out of this. They've like, marketing knew- it for years. The fact that Tom Cruise came out and said, This is the movie America needs right now, immediately knew it was gonna be bad. How much did they pay his ass to say that? Like he's gotta have a cameo in there or something. No, they paid him. They they paid him. They went to Tom Cruise because they, they were like, Tom. You're the guy who brought back the movies. You did bring back the movies. You brought is- back the movies. Tom, people listen to you. And we need people to watch this movie because I don't know if you've been reading the news or the tabloids, but our our lead actor is uh, a little controversial. You know, you might say Slightly. that they've even kidnapped somebody. Allegedly, allegedly they did yeah, that. Maybe. So, like, can you just put in a good word? Yeah. That'd be really nice. He did what he could. He did what he could. Um, what? Sorry, what? The Batgirl movie? Oh no, the, we just oh. scrapped that one. <laughs> we just totally just threw that one in the in the trash. Why oh, would we do that to the Flash? Goodness. You're asking the wrong questions, Tom. Yeah. What yeah, you should yeah, be yeah. asking me is do how less. much. <laughs> yeah. Do less. How much? Ask less here. Mm-hmm. We need to market our male or sorry. Just not our female, our black female superheroes. That's pretty much what it is. Let's get away from them and let's get into, you know. No, they're just like, you don't understand. We have Michael Keaton in this movie. We brought back Ben Affleck and we have two Ezra Millers. Yeah. So like it cost us a lot of money. Yeah. We're going to put this one out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we have to put this one out there. I think what the flash is making me understand and just come to a realization about is that I think we can agree that writing is important. Paying writers is very important because it seems like not just the flash, but everything is going to shit. All of the things on max. (laughs) Well, it's like you used to say, like you used to mention this, I think a lot, but when we first started the podcast, which was like, the networks, right? The networks are the ones yeah. that are always being scheming. shady and shit and scheming and marketing and politics. Yeah, you've had your you've had your little conspiracy theories to do with that. And I think this is one of those instances where they're just like, what's gonna make us money, baby? Yeah, I guess the flash. Anyway, let me give you guys some really good since this is a perfect time while there's nothing new to watch that you can go back and watch some fun things. That already exists. Ted Lasso is a great one if you're feeling down. It is now over. You can go back and watch the whole series many times over. Shrinking on Apple TV, also good. Surprise that Apple TV is pumping out some okay and above average content as of late. I would also say I saw... I've heard that Platonic is pretty good. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I uh, Um, watched a couple episodes of MacGruber on Peacock. Amazing. Non-stop so you're just going laps. back. You're you're being like, what's what's good from back in the day? What's I've been doing the, the same. Be in the day. And uh, last week, I watched Fast and Furious one, <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and oh, I yeah. watched Los Bandoleros, Ooh. which is the 
which is the Vin Diesel written, directed, starring in short film that happens between, you know, when we last saw Dom and where we see Dom come back in in Fast and Furious 4, which is the one called Fast and Furious. Right. In case that was confusing to you. Well, that's kind of like their reboot. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they like brought them back. So Fast and Furious 4 starts with them doing like this oil run. And uh, that's what they're talking about doing in Los Bandeleros, which is interesting. You know what's interesting to me? It's time to talk Fast X. Your seatbelts, baby. Oh, I love that. Fast 10 your seatbelts. I gotta get that on a t-shirt. Why didn't they name the movie that? Fast 10 your seatbelts. I love that. Come on. I love that. Genius. Genius. <laughs> you know why? Maybe is because you know, in this fast X and fast 10, you know, we we go back and we pull up a lot of old family members. We've added a few new family members in Fast 10. Most notably, well, the movies have been running for 20 plus years. That is true. That is true. But most notably, the newest member of the family, a new director. That's Do you right. remember this? Do you remember Justin Lin? Um, he like creative differences or something left halfway through filming. Yeah, it's crazy because he so he directed uh the the the, the movies the, the Fast and Furious movies. You got this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he directed the Fast and Furious movies that like brought the franchise back up, right? You know, to the blockbuster hits that they are today. You know, they grossed like over two billion dollars while he was helming these. So it's pretty crazy that he was just like peace. I wonder what it was. I mean, we can only speculate, right? We weren't there. But I remember watching the end of Fast 9 or a special edition of Fast 9 on HBO where there was a Love Fest documentary about Justin Lin's involvement. A Love Fest documentary? Yeah, you know, it was like the making of Fast 9. And they did like oh. 10 minutes of that about how great Justin Lin was for the franchise and how he gets it because he's yeah. family and all it's this marketing stuff. material, baby. Who but knows it's just what like, they're like behind the What do you the think scenes? happened? What do you think happened? Know. You think it was Vin Diesel? Like, do you think Vin Diesel wanted to do something even crazier than going to space and Justin Lin finally put his foot down? He was like, no. Or was it the other way around? Because... They said that uh what is what is the name of the new guy? Uh his name is Louis Leterrier. 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 He said that he, when he was coming onto the franchise, his hopes were to ground it more. Mm, so you think just Justin Lin was a little uh crazy boy. Yeah. Maybe he was just like let's go back in time, Dom. 
<laughs> what if I mean, and Dominic, you know, meet with aliens for the I first mean, time? You that'd know, be what sick. If Dominic's like, where? How are all these people coming back from the dead? And it's him versus a zombie apocalypse. Oh, you know, these God, are all we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Or what if you know Idris Elba comes back and he's just like a robot man, like Pacific <sighs> Rim height. You know, and Dom has to combine cars together to create a mecha, and we just have kaiju battles. You know, you know, you can take you, this franchise anywhere, but we I wanted love... to ground it this time. Okay, well, I agree that this one is a bit more grounded compared to Fast Nine. I would say that, and I want to go back. How to so, saying, John? Well, what do you mean? In this movie, <laughs> there, in this movie. What was interesting is when I watched this movie, it made Fast Nine look terrible. Um, yeah, Fast Nine was not as great as I remembered it being. Right? They didn't go to space. They didn't do the whole superhero thing or invincible no. kind of thing. They they didn't even mention well, that. Really? Yes, they did. Like, yeah, because Momoa is kind of being like the meta commentary guy. Yeah, you know, like for the for this movie, but. It's 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 because we've come a long way. We've come a long way. You know, we started off as, you know, these guys were just street racers. They but were we because because you had to have followed the franchise to see how we get here. You know, the, and that it's a lot true. to ask for people. It is. It is true. This is not a movie you could just jump into, and then <laughs> expect to know. Let me. This is not a movie you could just pull up to or drive mm-hmm. into and expect to know what's going on because there is a lot of history in these movies i think as someone that yeah went and saw this in a theater surrounded by fellow family fast family in the theater like everyone you see everything you see every detail is intentional in these movies and calls back to yeah everything there is lore yeah there's a ton of lore i mean (laughs) Which is crazy it because is crazy. it's movies just about guys who drive cars. But that's what that's what you think, right? But there's so yeah. much more there. There and, is. And I really wish that I could do a bet. Like, if I explained these movies, I think I could go on for way too long, right? Like, yeah, there's just yeah. so much. It's like Harry Potter. Luckily, John, it's like Lord of this the Rings. movie does t- take an extra step to try to explain to everybody how we got here. It does. And it does it pretty succinctly. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, let's, yeah. let's just say we invited because we couldn't really give as much love and attention and dive as deep into the history uh, as we want to. We invited a special guest. You may know, you may know them as Ames from the fast franchise. Uh, <laughs> He's going to give us a little bit of a, the backstory on where we started. Showtime. Los Angeles, 2001. Humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high-speed smuggling, mobile jailbreaks, train robberies. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity, they did it twice. They did it twice. He first took notice in 2011. Rio. When they robbed a oh, drug right. kingpin, Hernan Reyes left his body on a bridge. Yep. My predecessor, Mr. Nobody, saw potential. So you remember him? Yeah. Of course. Of they course. ran missions for us in Abu Dhabi, 
Tokyo, London, New York. Oh, great one. You remember all those adventures? I do. Yeah. That's their MO. To corrupt law enforcement. Brian O'Connor. True. Elena Nevis. Classic. Cops. Everyone becomes family. It's like a cult with cars. Even Tess's dear old dad. They're saying it. They're saying the quiet part out loud. And a beer away from corruption? What's your point? Point is, they're criminals. Rome was a That's harsh. Time. They've stolen hundreds of millions of dollars and at least one nuclear sub. Remember that? The at least one. Is how did we let this go on so long? Yeah. <laughs> They've done it twice. It's so good. It's like, the, the, this is my favorite thing about these movies is that like they understand themselves. It's just like, we get it, dude. Yeah, and it, it's so good. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So if you're if you're still with us, um, yeah, that I mean, that's really all you need to know is yeah. these people save the world. Anything in a car, they do it. And uh, here cars we are. are extension extensions of their bodies. Like and the family. superpowers in this movie are based on cars and family. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's family pretty incredible. Is undefeated in this series. So. so you know, we're going into this movie. Our first thoughts are definitely uh, mired, <laughs> influenced by not the at all. I went in with an open plus, mind, but influenced by the twenty years of movies we've had. You know, yeah. and I re like I watch these movies all the time, and they're always, always they always hit for me. They're just hilarious. There's something hilarious and awesome and stupid and cool all at the same time <laughs> yes so you're yeah so as soon as fast x was coming out like your first thoughts are you know oh they're making a sequel to the greatest film franchise of all time I, i'm gassed up i'm putting my seatbelt on right now i love that strap in so when you got in there you were you were super stoked everything would you say that you were well like was it a full theater was it all fans like did that you think help maybe uh, well, get you even more amped up i'll tell you our theater experience was i went with my sister and we went at like 12 p.m. <laughs> matinee <laughs> so there was i think three other parties of people in there but they were all <laughs> also fans that's so good. That's even better yeah. than a packed theater. There's probably like eight to ten people in the whole theater. And the people directly in front of us, they were like hooting and hollering. They were like throwing their hands up, like cheering during the movie. It was amazing. I love that. What about for I, you? I also went uh, during a matinee and it was packed. It was oh, like, I love that. I want to say it was a Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, maybe even a Friday at like three in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. Yeah. Packed. And <laughs> everyone in there was, was a super fan. So yeah, I could, you could feel the energy before the movie started. It was buzzing. And I think everyone, like there was no need for previews. I think we were yeah. all just ready to get this thing started. <laughs> And boy, it starts off strong, dude. Oh, it just goes straight into like, hey, remember Fast Five? Yeah. Remember the really, really good one of these movies? Yeah. Yeah, we're taking it back to that one. <laughs> right away, which uh -huh. is amazing. They because... re-edited actual scenes from the movie and yes. showed them back to us. And so we're already like, let's go, baby. Yeah, I remember this. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that it starts off with a retcon because at this point, every fast movie needs a retcon because they absolutely just keep changing history, which they is have totally created. Fine. They have taken retcons and it's part of the fast formula. It's yeah. genius because now we, the audience is cool with retconning anything. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is totally. sacred. Just fucking stick somebody in there and we're yeah. good. <laughs> oh yeah. That guy was totally there in that movie. You know he what I mean? The whole time. He was there the whole time. Uh, or this is like a Loki situation where this is just a variant of fast five. So we could always get there too. You know what I mean? So yeah, we're just seeing like this one time. They could do multiversal stuff if they really wanted to. I really, they think could just up, say this car can go so fast that it can break into the cracks between the multiverse you know <laughs> yeah delorean more yeah. like delory ain't gonna be out. fast enough yeah delory <laughs> out <Ooh. laughs> yeah dude i love the uh, setup i love that they brought it back to one of the better movies um i thought it was really i so I actually enjoyed the way that they put Dante, Jason Momoa's character together from the beginning where he's kind of established as a loose cannon and sort of uh-huh. just a weird, crazy, um, just bad guy from the get go. I thought was appreciated instead of us sort of finding out later that, oh, like something happened to him over time. Like, and no. You know what else is genius is uh, they made him family to somebody oh. that the family has previously wronged. I love it's that. like his motivation is also based in family. He's like, you killed my father. Therefore, I'm going to make you suffer. And I like that, too, because they chose to make him more of a Joker type guy. Dude. Who's like, I'm a chaos baby. Uh, yeah. instead of, you know, like a bad guy is like, I'm going to murder everybody, which he is. He also is. That, but yeah. Still. But he, he's, he does it in a way that is just scarier to be honest. Cause he's not this stoic bad guy that uh-huh. is just hyper violent. He's got the holy shit. The and... fucking scene where he's talking to the dead guys, dude, we'll get there. We'll get there. But <laughs> the, the beginning and sort of the setup for the rest of the movie is, Jason Momoa, Dante, the son, as as Ames told us, um, the son of a drug lord, uh, is hit off a highway during one of their battles, right? And his dad is killed, but he somehow lives sinking in the water. I thought was interesting and possibly could it have been a callback to Fast 9 where Vin Diesel is knocked into the water. And then oh, has and he to be, like awakens, yeah. has to be reborn and is reborn uh-huh. with this anger and this extra <laughs> superhuman ability to fight back and yeah. represent family. I wondered if maybe so, they're more alike than we think. He is reborn, right? He's he's like Christ after he yeah. goes into the rock cave and comes back three days later alive. That happened to him. Right. And then Jesus, I'm pretty sure, also saved the Vatican by ramming a car into a a, a moving bomb like D- Dominic Toretto. As far as these movies are concerned, is now a Christ like figure. He is a hero. He saved the Vatican, the Pope. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I could keep hey. going because also think about who the bad guy is in this movie. He is Dante. Dante. 
<gasps> like Dante's Inferno. Wow. The guy who guided us through hell is now wow. guiding Dominic through <laughs> hell. Maybe. He's making him suffer. He is. Yeah. Wow. That was He deep. even calls Dom at one point. He calls him Saint Dominic. He does. <laughs> he does. I love that. Yeah. Do you think that's where they got his name from? I, is there a real Saint Dominic? I I don't know. No, Dante. Oh, oh. Um honestly, probably. Yeah. He wears a cross all the time. They're like, "What are fucking Well, we, they all wear crosses. Make some all sort the time. of connections. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, they, there's a couple of scenes where Dom. I think Rita Moreno had like 18 fucking crosses on her outfit. Like she was. <laughs> she was that just was gl- glammed up. It was crazy. Let's let's talk about how uh, Jesus, uh, Vin Diesel. Uh, sorry, Dom uh, saves <laughs> the city of Rome on this this trap uh, set up by Jason Momoa to really separate. And, and weasel and wedge the family yeah. is early on also yeah is early on this is i think where this movie for me separated itself and from fast nine nine immediately this is, this is yeah this is happening 15 20 minutes into the movie is they think they're gonna catch dante or catch up with this Thing that's happening in rome and then it ends up being fake dante sets them up and it, it's just multiple car chases multiple like uh dom's coming in from one angle tej roman um are coming yeah. in from the other and everything sort of converging in this chaotic car chase every there's a bunch of cool stuff and then they're having to chase a bomb through the city of rome which is nuts yeah. Um, and also one thing you mentioned, Dominic being Jesus in, in similar to Jesus, he's also kind of racially ambiguous. Is he? Yeah. Just like Jesus, he can be. Yeah. You know, and just like Jesus, Dominican, Cuban, right. White, Italian, Nordic, Italian, who knows? And he speaks all of those languages sort of badly, but he does, which I love. Which I love. Me anyway, too. what you did know, you think about this? You, you right mentioned off the bat? like you mentioned. Well, right before this, because it's still like the movie is doing sure. this thing right off the bat, which you mentioned is what you know, like what set it apart from Fast Nine. What also set this apart from Fast Nine for me was that it is very knowingly being like, remember this the whole time, mm. the entire time. So like it starts out with that Fast Five thing. We go back to the familiar backyard barbecue baby sure. holding our right. coronas in the house that I exploded forget? but looks exactly the same now right and you know the family's all there and there's even a moment where like dom like looks through his old garage which exploded but it still has all the old no, shit in it back. after they rebuilt yeah. it and it's got like Tej, a Tej garage sign in the back and he's looking through photos of him and Letty and yeah. you know like so it's 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 immediately inundating you with like this is what you love from this movie yeah. <laughs> this is why you love these movies remember this remember this yeah. you know and, and even the Los Bandoleros thing like he says it with Han which you know tangent the movie doesn't know what to do with Han at all um, he's cool though <laughs> yeah and then it brings back the bad guy who is now coming here to ask for help with Cypher, yeah. you know, and then yeah. we go into like this big, uh, you know, scene that I think is only just meant to 
be as simple as he's saving the Vatican and we got to break up the team. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know how I forgot about the barbecue. What were your like? So this movie also has to take place. Four years, five years later, it's got to be. I don't know. Lil B is like 13, 13 years old at this point. He is old. So I don't know how much time has passed. Apparently, 10 years has passed since Jason Statham saved him from a plane. Okay. Right? What movie yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah, because he was a baby in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Fast 6? Um, so, yeah, I completely forgot about all of that. There was a point during that scene where I thought Paul Walker maybe would show up. Me too. Uh, just because there was all of the pictures of the old stuff and, and everything. So, yeah. So they so break from up the, the fate team. of the furious, which is only came out five years ago. Wow. Feels like so long ago. Mm-hmm. The fate of the furious. Yeah. Just hmm. fast eight fate of the furious. So it was too but like, they just decided to, Love to just age they him up. Spelled it fate of the furious. They did. I think it was like F8 of the Furious. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, F8. I love that. I love that. What's Um, next? What are you going to do for Fast 11? You know, like. Well, it's Fast 10 Part 2, right? They're not going to do. Fast 10 Part 2, you're right. They can't do Fast They could do Fast 11. 11. It is going to be Fast 11. Well, is it? Because I think this is kind of the 12th, I don't know, of the movies that are around. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because Hobbs. Hobbs and Shaw, we don't worry about them. Yeah, Yeah. we don't worry about those. Well, we might. Anyway, so (laughs) crew gets split up because Ames Ames starts. They could always bring anybody in from those movies. Thank God. Ames uh, starts arresting people. And yeah, we get the we get the expo dump that we just talked about. Yep. Where Ames decides the Toretto, he calls them the Toretto clan. Which I was like, oh, okay, so that's the name we're using for the team, huh? Toretto the clan. Toretto family. The family. Dude, how about when fucking Vin, like, uh, Vin, when Dom is in the house and uh, the, the dogs bark outside and he he knows there's trouble. He knows, like, Cypher is outside already somehow. He's got, like, a fucking spider sense. I thought about this while watching the movie. Because, you know, he, he clearly does have some sort of spidey sense if he can drive cars like that. But, like, what if we call it his blind spot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Wow. He's like, always oh, mind your blind spots. That's how he fucking knows whenever yeah. anything bad's going to happen. Yeah. I love that. He's got the little thing in his head. Like when you change lanes, it goes. Beep. Yeah, exactly. He has that. And it goes off in any situation, including when there's a bad guy outside. The blind spots. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that shit's crazy too. He just pushes her up against the wall and he goes, "I've imagined killing you a thousand times." And you're like, "Damn, dude!" She's like, "Did you want to hear my last words?" She's like, "Did you give Elena her last words, bitch, bitch?" What do you think about? Do you think this is maybe a Justin Lin fall off where Cipher really was useless in this movie? Right? Like she was the original big bad and fast nine. And then she comes in here and fast 10 and. They is, basically is, just is use pretty her to pathetic fight, to fight Letty the whole time. They use her to do that. I mean, I guess maybe it's also, which is awesome show, though. 
yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. It could also have been maybe to show that Dante is really scary because if the scariest person we've known in the Fast franchise is Cipher and she's afraid of Dante and is being yeah. exploited. Yeah, it's just a leveling down, up. You got to be like, all right, this this guy, uh huh, he's a bad guy. I hope these guys are watching like anime, you know, because that's what anime does too. Like shown in anime, they just like, oh, the new guy though, he can take out that strong guy like that. That's how much stronger he is, you know. Like they have to show it very quickly. Their their difference in power levels, <laughs> and that's what that scene was, where he's like, "What about you, Zane, Amir?" <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Kevin's dad. <laughs> he steals her whole crew. That's one thing about this movie, though. Like the fight scenes were better than Fast Nine, I think. Fight oh, scenes yeah. were cool. The fight scenes were really good. Um, yeah, with Charlie Theron and uh, and Letty especially. Yes, those were good. Yeah. What did you think about the? You talk about getting back to the good old days with Fast and Furious. The old Dante, Dom, Diago, little cameo. And then, when they show back up in Brazil, in Rio. Yeah. I love that shit. Where they go back to Rio and do a little street race. You oh, can't yeah. buy the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of sounded like Jason Momoa right there. Oh, damn. I love that impressive. fucking scene. What was your oh, favorite that part? That shit's back to the basics. You know, like you have to start the scene with like... uh a pan up from a butt. Yes. A hundred percent. Does it do that? Does it do that? Yeah, I think it does. And then she's like, it you definitely ready? does. You it ready? definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to. Otherwise it will not work. No, no, you it need will a good not work. DNA back yeah. There. It's funny to me how this movie works. Like it's so, it's so efficient because it goes from it really is. It really is, even though it's so long. It's so and, long, but everything, like I said, is intentional. In this race, we get a bunch of story dump exposition that's happening uh-huh. during the race, even though none of them are actually talking to each other. Holy shit, I said. thought at one point, because because uh, Dante puts bombs underneath each of the cars, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to have like a moment like in, transpo- in Transporter, do you remember that? There's like a bomb under his car and he flips the car and it hits the bomb right on like a crane thing that's yeah. hanging. Yeah. I thought some shit like that was going to happen. And I mean, it kind of does, kinda. but it's so fucking good. Yeah, that whole race was so great. fucking good. We get our is this first our... time Dom ever loses a race? I think other than when he races Brian. Right. Which even so... then, that shit ends in like ties and. Yeah. It's that's a good point. It's the first I didn't even think of that. And the whole ultimatum here was Dom had to choose who he was going to save in this race. Uh-huh. He could because he knows how Dom operates right. because he's watched Family. all of the movies, right. which is what what is playing when we see his vision board. He's just got like all of the movies. <laughs> Jason Momoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's yeah. like oop you found my vision board <laughs> it's literally scenes from the last movies <laughs> just playing all around <laughs> holy shit i fucking love it oh also they're doing this thing 
during that race where Dante and, and Dom are just talking in the cars and yeah. we haven't established that they have walkies. No, none of it. That's what I'm saying. They they're can't talking. hear each other. Yeah, they're talking out loud, but we don't know if, yeah, if any <laughs> of that. Definitely not. At one point, he's like pulling, uh, what's her name, Elena's sister out of the yeah. car and Dante f- keeps driving by and he goes, keep coming, Dom. There's more fun to be had. And I'm like, there's no way Dom heard that. He's like, <laughs> down the street, a car just, just like, exploded. It's so loud. Dom is holding her and he's just like, keep coming, Dom. Yeah. What are you saying? coming, Dom. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, right after that fucking the Jack Reacher Brie Larson uh, expo dump, that's when the movie splits into Mm -hmm. multiple like four movies. Yes, we get four (laughs) and one. It's like Uncle B and I mean, little B and Uncle Jacob. Yeah, it's a Dom versus Dante. Yeah, right. They're kind of on their own thing. And then we got Han, Tej, Roman and Ramsey all um running to to the rendezvous point and they like their their obstacles are that they run out of money yeah um, well roman <laughs> run out of money, money which luckily roman always keeps strapped on him yeah uh, which i heard is because it's a, also a callback because in too fast too furious at the end of the movie they give the cops all the money back and mm-hmm. he's like not all the money and he shows that he stuffed money all into his pants really wow. isn't that awesome that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome yeah he's like i keep them I keep the the bill strapped on me um yeah and then they run into pete davidson they eat a they eat a magic Mushroom. muffin muffin yeah 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 and then yeah. they tell Han jason really statham sick. This is the part that fucking is hilarious to me is that they go to Jason Statham's place and they're like, hey, we need cars. He's like, OK, take the cars. I'm I'm leaving to do my own thing now. And he Jason just Statham. leaves yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I got another. Mo- I'm in the middle of another movie. Can't you see I've got a punchy bag with a man in it right. and uh, I have to run off and do this other thing with my with the other cop. And then is this also at the same time that Dom meets up with Helen Mirren at the party? That's right this- before that's right after the expo dump, because now yeah. we need to like somebody needs to tell Dom that he's being chased. <laughs> right. Helen Mirren. Yeah. She's like, the whole world is after you, ducky. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, God damn, you're gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, mm, woman, the things I would do to you. <laughs> they got yeah. my wife's out of the picture letty's gone <laughs> just me and you that's what she tells him letty's gone that they got letty and as she goes uh when no he goes when rome falls so does the world like what hell yeah you are jesus christ financial capital of the world the um but he also goes to this party because he needs the other side of this tool this mechanism that they're trying to prevent Dante from having, right? It's the God's eye. And oh, he no, he takes that immediately. He takes that from Dante. Cypher. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he takes out of like the PC thing and walks oh, out of okay. and then he goes, I'm gonna need somebody to help me use this. Nerds. Yeah. And he makes the nerds. <laughs> nerds. Oh, and then that's the other movie is Letty and Cypher. Right, Letty and Cypher. You're right. That yeah. are in a prison. 
right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go to Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Brie Larson has to help them get out. Yeah. I but guess. it's not Azkaban. It's like eh, we find out later. But, but it's it's definitely off every map, every known map in the world, because that's what Brie Larson tells <laughs> Vin Diesel in the little like biker bar that he hangs out in that she has to fight her way through to get inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. She walks in and she's like, oh, my God, that'd be the most annoying person to walk into a bar. She's like, oh, buy, someone buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> someone buy me a drink. Oh, no. She goes, oh, everybody's drinks on me or something. If you can tell me where to find Dominic. And then she just beats like four men into the <laughs> ground. And Dom was just like sitting in the corner, like quietly, like Aragon yeah. and fucking Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> I'm right here. You could have just What's asked. Up? How'd you find me? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you find me? <laughs> Out of the <laughs> five storylines, which one was the most compelling to you? Definitely, I think Dom and Dante. Like, it was Dante was so great. Dante like, so good. I remember when you showed me a headline from I think it was opening day of this movie, or maybe a little bit before, where the snobs that call themselves critics got to see this movie before us real people that actually mm-hmm. know what's good or not. Um, and it said, the headline read, Jason Momoa saves Fast Franchise. And I remember looking at you saying, didn't know, didn't know the franchise needed saving. To it be doesn't honest. need any saving. It didn't. No. It really didn't. But after seeing the movie, Jason Momoa not saves the franchise, but I think just takes it in a whole new direction. Like, oh, he yeah. is, you mentioned Heath Ledger. I think, you know, Heath Ledger is still at the top. I mean, rest in power, King, but Jason Momoa. When I mentioned Heath Ledger? Up there. Yeah, you said Jason Momoa oh, was giving like a Joker yeah. Heath Ledger yeah. performance. I think Jason Momoa's performance of some guy, Dante, pretty compelling. Some guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's so he's he was it's, funny too. I loved I loved him like uh at one point he goes he like he like does a little jump and it's yeah. totally, he's like here we go <laughs> <laughs> he was great he does a little jump it's so fucking funny and i like how like meta he is yeah you know at one point there's a scene where vin diesel is uh he's like they catch they catch him right after that vision board scene i think uh Ames catches him and puts him in a truck and he like it's the one time you see him really buckling his seatbelt and Ames like what are you doing and he goes preparing for what's to come and then he like buckles himself in and he saves Ames he like pushes Ames up against the wall and the car flips and uh fuck what does he say oh and then and then he's outside and he's doesn't have any weapons also he just walks straight out of the car people are shooting at him and he's just like bullets what are bullets <laughs> so then <laughs> he he's on the underside of a mustang or something and he's just like tying stuff into the motor uh-huh. <laughs> this is where his superpower comes in and he grabs a rebar and yeah. he, the road he like he fucking moves the the steering wheel throws it in there clamps it down and then he proceeds to pick the car up with his bare hands and the car 
perfectly does exactly what he wants. Like <laughs> it drives a little, turns to the left, blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and Dante goes, pretty cool what you did with the car over there. That was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just glad they're talking. Like, the movie knows it's all insane. <laughs> I loved it. I love Dante. Yeah. Because, like, later on, made... he also goes, like, did you just throw a helicopter at me? And I'm like, I just love. <laughs> I love how good it, like, it's it's meta now. It understands itself. Exactly. And I loved that his line, none of them felt cheesy either. Like, when we say it now, we laugh, whatever. But in the context of the movie, it makes sense. It sounds, it's not cheesy. It's super well delivered. I think he does a really <laughs> good job of coming off as a really evil guy. Like you talked about it earlier, that the tea party he had. Yeah, that was about people. to bring that up again. Oh, my gosh. So I heard that an executive fought for that scene to stay in the movie. Really? That they were thinking about cutting it out. But really? someone was like, no, no, no. We need this scene. I mean, <laughs> you could live with it, live without it, but it is a crazy scene. It well, I think it does a lot for Dante. It makes him like look like a sociopath. Without I mean, it, I don't know if... I mean, was it necessary for it to be in there, you think? Um, I don't know. I think... You you made the point I would have definitely made. I I just I think it makes the stakes a little bit higher too. It just makes him seem more relentless. Like he he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's gonna paint paint his <laughs> I, nails. I there's something about like a flamboyantly carefree, like funny villain to me yeah. that is awesome. He if did done give right. anime if done vibes. right. He gave yeah. anime vibes for sure. Definitely anime vibes. Let's... Yeah, he was just a new big bad. Oh my god, king of retcons at the end too. Like, well, hold movie... on before before we get completely to the end, I want to talk about. You know, that's obviously the the right choice for the the best storyline, but I think a sneaky one was Jacob and Lil B, Funkle oh, and Lil B. Loved Funkle and Lil B. So oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So as everything else is happening, Jacob has to protect Lil B uh, because uh, I, I'm assuming Paul Walker at this point in time is too busy to babysit or there was just other things happening. So Jacob is going to babysit Lil B and they go on a sweet ass adventure. No, there's a there's a small line where Mia is about to take Lil B and uh -huh. Jacob is like, no, he's coming with me. He's gonna be in this movie now because <laughs> if he goes with mia he's just not in the movie anymore <laughs> that's true. i don't know where paul walker and mia live but it's never on screen not on um screen. so yeah jacob goes like no he's coming with me dom dom said so <laughs> and you're like okay and All then right, he proceeds dude. to take a child on the craziest trip I don't even remember where they were. Go it was just to get him somewhere safe, right? Like a safe house somewhere. They say the 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 phrasing they say is uh, he's like Dom said to meet at the place where we'd go when everything goes to shit or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then Han just calls it the rendezvous point. Sure. <laughs> they all know where which it is. is apparently Jacob's back cave in Portugal or something. Yeah. Which was pretty sick, to be honest. And yeah. like, I love 
they just had a grand old time. They were on a little bit fun adventure, Funkel vibes. Yeah. Making jokes, listening so to So you movies. were cool with uh you were cool with Jacob just being an entirely different character this time. <laughs> Nothing it, at all like he was in the last movie. I mean, it was strange. I think I commented on that to you when the previews came out because I was like, that doesn't even look like the same guy. It, it pretty much was. <laughs> he pretty much played. If anyone's seen Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper, or, yeah, yeah, that's that's who he was in this movie. That's his. That's what he's good at, though. Yeah. Like John Cena is just too likable and funny. Yeah. Um, and it, it did seem like in the last movie he was trying really hard to be like a Toretto. Yeah. What he thought maybe a Toretto was, and in this one he's just like. Oh, okay. I I can just let loose now and be more like Funkel. Yeah, I'll be. So Funkle. he was a Funkel. It was he was showing us. I his loved funky it. Fun I side. loved it. Like, yeah. I lo- That's when I think John Cena is at his best. I loved when they got to their whatever, and on top you think is this canoe of this car, and they yeah. get in it, and it's a and he's sweet bringing plane. it with him the whole time. <laughs> And it's just a plane. I was from telling Spy you this Kids. before we started recording. <laughs> and all it needs is three little bottles of liquor to start. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. It could be vodka, tequila, and rum. Yeah. And he stole them, the the little nips from an airplane flight, which I think you were about to tell me. When they were on the plane, another yes. callback, which I did not catch. Who knows if this is actually, if these are you know, purposeful call callbacks, but it's fun to think about. You're going to tell us what it is. Oh, I thought you were teeing no, yourself no. up. I want, it, yeah. I want you, uh, I want you to tell us because you, you brought it up to the attention. So we said, him. you know, like earlier in the movie, that little B is the child that Jason Statham is swinging around a plane in uh, the fate of the furious. Um, in this movie, he just offhand, he's kind of sitting there uncomfortably and Jacob's like, what's wrong? And he says, I'm scared of flying. So is he scared of flying uh-huh. because he remembers being on that plane? Probably being not. He was around. a little baby. Yeah, he probably but, doesn't. You know, but in I, these movies, right logic, cool is better than logic. You yeah, know? I agree. Like, for example, in the face off, <laughs> something I thought about on the last time I watched this, this movie doesn't care about guns in, in like it's. Even in Rio, when there's 45 people facing off against each other and they're all have guns in each other's faces, that scene immediately establishes why guns just don't work. You know, like the most lethal thing we have are cars. Yeah. uh, And racing. So guns, not cool. This universe is something we can't even do in real life, which is be like guns are stupid and they don't work. Let's reform that kind of violence and into street racing. Because <laughs> they're literally like cars. all pointing the guns at each other. And Jason Momoa is like, how about we race? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? This guy's got a point. Let's race. Let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. So towards Let's do it for pink slips, bitch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Jacob Funkel. And Lil B kind of tie this movie all together because we all end up back in Portugal-ish. Well, some of us end yeah. up back in Portugal. Some of us don't. But we get back towards the end of the movie. 
there was a surprising death um at the end of this at the end oh, of this movie. Oh yeah. Did you see that coming? No, but I also I was not worried about it at all. You we happened. never saw him technically die. That's the thing. We yeah, never saw if him. You don't dead. see them like head cut off sh- shot right in front of us like Elsa. They didn't really die. Elsa from Frozen? Elsa, isn't that shot. her name? Elena? Elena. Elena? Giselle? No. Because Giselle also just kind of falls into a fireball. Uh, we don't see her, yeah. you know, like hit Which the one ground and roll around on fire. So therefore, she's still alive. Which one was <laughs> Elena? Uh, Dom's, you know, Lil B's mom. Oh, right. Yeah, she's definitely dead. Big time. Yeah. Big time dead. Big time. Big but time. yeah, so Jacob just kind of decides he's going to sacrifice himself, <laughs> which, uh, you know, was was a bit admirable. I think I saw that coming because there there were just too many stars. And it and if no way we could always add more stars in these movies, we got to add budget, man. We yeah, gotta budget. we need more people. So Jacob I'm sure just himself. like fucking just budget for the cast alone for this movie has to be hundreds of millions of dollars. Easy. Or do they take a budget cut to be part of a championship team? They know they're going to put on one of the best cinema cinema to sports guy thick uh pieces of art of all time and they just got to make it work budget wise um so we get jacob who passes away very sad he drives into a big explosion dante and dom no one dies dante still lives in this he gets away dom is at dire straits we get a huge twist two huge twists at the end which twist surprised you most we kind of alluded to one with giselle and then there was the other twist. Oh, gotcha oh dude when the rock showed up in that no credit scene whoa no before that what are you talking you can't be that vague and All not right, expect right. me to just no what when are you talking a- about when ames ends up being kind of on Dante's (laughs) team or that shit is hilarious to me because like fucking 20 minutes ago Ames was on the receiving end of fucking Momoa's bad guys shooting at him and Vin Diesel you know and then Brie Larson shows up yeah uh I I didn't see it coming because like it was definitely not you're not supposed to (laughs) it just decides to retcon it um, I, I did it. hear though that in a in another they thought about or in the screenplay or something that they were thinking about making Ames and Dante brothers. Mm. How cool would that have been? I would have liked that. That would have been cool, and they would have teamed up again, or they would have been. That's why they were teamed up. Down. That's why oh. they were teamed up the whole time because then because Dom killed their dad. Oh, why didn't they do that? No, it makes perfect obvious? sense. It makes so much sense. Would it have been too obvious? I mean, it could have been revealed at the end there, you know? Do you think... But then the I would next... have liked it that it has like a family versus family thing. Agreed. It's not too late. They could still do it in the next movie. Yeah, maybe they're doing it in the next one. Like, you you know how in Fast 9, 
John Cena man that was... fucking scene though where I'm sorry to interrupt you where it's like Dante standing there with his dad as the safe Kazume, which is hilarious because they already retcon putting Dante there mm-hmm. and then they're like no we're gonna retcon it one more time and they have he's <laughs> standing also walk in and stand yeah. there <laughs> that shit was so fucking <laughs> funny <laughs> <laughs> we, we laughed so hard. I did too. I did too. It would have so been better. Funny. Like they couldn't have even like done something where they turned the camera and he's standing there. They just re retcon the same scene. <laughs> and you were like, wait a minute. I watched this two hours ago and he definitely wasn't in here. And yeah. they show the same scene back to back. And they're like, he was there the whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't even so like he wasn't on the other side of the room. Nothing. He was he was just standing right there. I no. would love for him in the Fast 10 part two for you know how in Fast Nine, John Cena was really, really tan. And then yeah. in this movie, he was a normal color for them to then make for them to make Ames look more like Jason Momoa in the next movie and then oh, say that so they're brothers, funny. that they were brothers the whole time. Yeah. No, well, it, or it could Brother. it could flash back to like them growing up together and it's played by two entirely different, <laughs> much smaller dudes. <laughs> it's played by the same guys that played Dom <laughs> With like wigs on, (laughs) like one of them has the Momo wig, the other one has that weird strap thing that that Reacher was wearing for the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just a collared shirt the whole time. Yeah, that would be. But he's much scrawnier. He's much scrawnier, and he's like five foot. Five. <laughs> it honestly could be the same two guys from Fast Nine. It could be. It really Why could. Why the fuck not? Yeah, the <laughs> guy really They look more like them than they do. <laughs> they like do. <laughs> Vin Diesel and John Cena. They do. They look more like Momoa. <laughs> that other guy. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of funny, the other twist of. Letty and Cypher somehow getting free and then becoming friends after a sick battle. And then they're like, yo, we got to get out of this prison. That was my Letty impression. Yeah. We got to get Pretty out good. of this prison. Dom, Dom. We got to get out of this prison. <laughs> and then they open Dom. Dom. <laughs> and they open up the hatch. This prison, they're on, like the, they're in the middle of Antarctica, and then who else shows up in another nuclear submarine? Nuclear I submarine because of earlier, Giselle. Yeah, Gal. Gadot. Oh shit! You're right. That's why he says at least because at the least. untold part of that sentence is we're missing. We're missing two <laughs> submarines. <laughs> he stole at least one of them. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and Gal Gadot shows up as Giselle. Who? How did she live? We don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out. And a crazy yeah. retcon. <laughs> yeah, it's because in the explosion they didn't show. <laughs> They'll move the camera a little bit more, and she's just like rolling in like the grass, and she's totally fine. <laughs> 
someone douses water on her. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they'll do like Decker with Han, Chuck. like she's she's standing in the corner watching herself die, like they did with Han. Yeah. Being like, oh, nice little magic trick you got there. And he's like, mm-hmm. thanks. thanks. I've done better. Yeah. It'll be like Mr. Nobody gives her a fire retardant. A suit that she's wearing or some kind of like gel on her body yeah. that Mr. Nobody gave her. I owe my life to Mr. Nobody. So I had to come back and help you all. That's definitely uh-huh. what's going to happen. Or, or it's uh, Cypher like had a projector that was just like beaming her image onto the <laughs> onto the back of the car and it was actually and then she just turns it off after she falls into the fire. Maybe. Like she was never actually oh, there at all. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. They have insane technology in this. Like they have those like robot surgeons. Dude, what <laughs> if are, like, she's operating a... oh on my Cypher gosh. and Letty? Hear me out. This okay. is how she's a clone. You read my mind. Is that really what you were gonna say? Yeah. She's no some kind way. of like clone or AI being. That cipher, she's a robot. Yeah, that cipher created, and so that's how they can bring. So that's how they can claim to bring back Brian. Oh. But he's not actually dead. But I don't know. There's something. You know, there. It's funny. <clears throat> Recently, do you remember how at the end of Ghostbusters, the most recent one, they they have like um, the 2016 one. Yeah, they have like Harold Ramis show up. And it's like a oh, kind of yeah. He's like a ghost. He's like a ghost, Harold Ramis. Yeah. People, I don't think reacted to that well. Yeah, that was tough. So we probably can't do that with Paul Walker. I mean, different franchise, right? <laughs> so the ethics are totally different in this one because it would be way more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how happy fans would be? It would have to be the last movie, like actually the last, no more. Yeah. This is it. And they finally pull up to the barbecue at the end. And then you don't even have to see his face. Like, just, you know, just show me like them pulling up to the barbecue at the end. And like Paul Walker, like turns around, like from cooking burgers or hot dogs or whatever he's doing at hey the guys. grill. And he's like, hey guys, bam, cuts a black. Been a longer. No, I think what they should do is the blue car pulls up to Uh the barbecue, and then it's just behind. It's behind. It's a of the blue car. So when he pulls out, or and when he gets out of the car, you're just seeing his back. So he gets out of the car. I think that yeah, and he's holding a jug of milk, and then it sort of just like fades to black. You get it because he like left to get milk and he finally came back. <laughs> no, he he uh he's holding like a, a a tuna sandwich and it's got like a couple bites in it because in the first movie that's what he would buy from Mia at the oh, corner store that they own. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. And then fade to black. And, you and then you don't have to. Song. You're right. You know maybe you know like we don't show his face. Yeah, it's not like a CGI back. him. Just the back of him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. And then, in this movie, I dude, when the, this movie started and you see him like, you know, it's Paul Walker and he's looking back at Vin Diesel the whole time. Um, <clears throat> I looked at my sister and I was like, holy shit, is Paul Walker going to be in this movie? <laughs> That's why I thought he was going to pull up. 
because they do the retcon <laughs> in the beginning where he's in it. I was like, there's no fucking way. So you know the family's no okay way. with at least showing old video of him in the movie. Yeah, because there's okay. a lot of photos and videos of him. Right? Okay, so hold on. Hold on. Before like, I want to... Do you think... Just one more thing. Do you think that when Mark Hamill dies, they will continue to do Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, deepfake things? Well, they did it with you know, like in the Mandalorian. He, I hate to break it to you, he wasn't actually the Luke Skywalker. No, I, I'm aware. I'm aware, but he's alive, so he can that's consent true. to he them can, using. He could be like, image. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You should like, have. When to he on- dies, are they going to have to be like, yo, we can't do this anymore? I don't know what the ethics behind this is, but I'll tell you what. When I walked out of Fast X, I was like, they gotta fucking put Brian back in these movies. I agree. <laughs> I, I was agree. Just he waiting has to for come Paul back. Walker to come. Like the, with the way that this one ended, who else does Dom have? So, two things. One, you know how you can be an organ donor. On your license, you should be able to check, hey, totally cool for you to deep fake me on the internet for the rest of my life or put me in some kind of CGI movie if someone decides. Yeah, but I, they, think that's I want totally a video fair. of them saying it. I want a video of them being no, like, you, hey, my it's name like is on Paul your... Walker and I'm totally cool with this because how are we, how are we the audience going to know that he's cool with that? No, it's on his license. And then people would be like, like, it's a deep fake of him consenting. No, it's yeah, it's on his license. Like you check organ donor and then you check, you know, the long paragraph that says I consent to being a CGI in future media adventures. Yeah, but how would we know that's true? Like, how would I as a Fast and Furious fan know that that's true, that it's actually on his license? Look, it's just how do you know he's an organ donor? You know, like I'm getting these organs. I don't know. I don't know if he's an organ donor. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, You know, semantics. So. You mentioned we've been talking about <laughs> Paul Walker for for long enough. I want to go through the cameos uh, of dude, this movie. I don't know if we have. I want to go talk through, about Paul Walker more. We could, but I want to go through the other cameos in this movie. And then I oh, want uh, us I to there's... think I want us to think through who we think could be in the next one, because I have one that we kind of talked about, but would be. Really good for this franchise. So, first one, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, how are you liking it? Really good or really bad cameo? That's what we'll say. Pete Davidson jump scare. I was like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? Not really. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? What is he doing in this movie? Really good cameo, (laughs) I would say. You liked it? Yeah, I thought it was funny. He kind of ratted him out. He's he gives me weasel vibes. So it was it was funny. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought he was a little shoehorned and he's a little too recognizable to be in a franchise like this. You know? Too um, recognizable? Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. don't think Helen Mirren and... Uh, <sighs> I guess it's just different reps. They have different reps, you know? Brie Larson. And, and, then, and then Han ate the fucking uh, the muffin and yeah. nothing happened afterwards. No, he It was just him loopy. looking down at the muffin and it got all crazy and yeah, then he got... like tej and roman fight that was the weakest of the stories by the way yeah it was bad <clears throat> gal gadot we talked about uh speaking of paul walker his daughter was in this movie meadow walker she was a yes, flight the attendant. airline flight attendant yeah yeah she was on there rita moreno uh we gotta find something more for her to do we gotta give I her think more she's gonna join the crew she's gotta join the crew 
Yeah. They're going to retcon her in. And they're going to be like, I'm Brian's little sister. No. Oh, no. I think they'll retcon her in in a way where it was like she was in on helping get those three alcohol bottles to Jacob. They were like previous love interests or something. So then she's going to join the crew. She's so young. She's too young to be with these old guys. Nah, nah she's nah, got to nah, be nah. like, uh, I, I she's got to be like a cousin or something or uh, a, a sister of someone else. Dude, love, love knows no age, man. We talked about Helen Mirren, a beautiful. We talked about her, gorgeous, stunning, as Vin Diesel would say. Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's much of a cameo. Like I feel he's expected. I to think it was. Movies. He literally leaves the movie afterwards. Like I think that's, that's a cameo for sure. But I feel like he's expected um, to. To you be. know, also like these movies have already established that like they will do cameos. Like we yeah. had uh uh, what's her face in. Cardi Nick, B, not Nicki. Cardi B. We had Cardi yeah. B in one of these. She's like, yeah, if yeah. it wasn't for you, Dom, I wouldn't <laughs> have none of this line. <laughs> not like, but for real though. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another Dominic pop singer. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> another pop singer. Uh, the woman at the race with the flags, uh, Ludmila. Ludmia, Ludmira. She was. Uh, I know she's exactly. A pop singer. You, you know who I she is. In these movies, by the way. No, I, no, Hold on. not at all. I'm, I'm uh, still killing time for. I just got I'm it. saying it out loud because I got to write it down, but okay. I don't want you to read this. Okay, okay, I won't read it. The other one we talked about, Diago, Luis da Silva Jr. was a cameo from previous movies. Then a strange one to me that didn't make much sense was Debbie Ryan and Josh Dunn from Twenty One Pilots. I don't they know who just, that is. They are half of the 21 pilots. They were just there in the movie as themselves. <laughs> they're, uh, I think 20, Diesel, they're 10 and a half of the 21 pirates. Yes. Or cool pilots. Pilots. But I think Vin <laughs> Diesel is probably just a fan of them, which I love because Vin Diesel, I mean, as an artist, right? I feel like a lot of this happens a lot, right? He's he's acting in when movies. Was she, where was she? I don't remember her being in that. She was definitely in it. I put... Oh, I didn't put the article to the thing in here, but Google it. Look it up. But uh, Vin Diesel, an artist, he's in movies, but he's also a singer, world-renowned. Um, so they probably run in the same similar circles, or I should say fly because uh, of the pilot thing. Brie Larson in this one. But we already spoiled it. The best cameo of all. Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson. He's back in the family. Dude. Do you think he's back in the family? Or was it just one of those where they that's did to right. Paul I Walker? For, he's he's the guy who's going to come help them, not Paul Walker. Yeah. The Rock, baby. So he's he's definitely yeah. coming. So let's get our Fast X Part 2. Our Fast X Part 2 dude. predictions. Uh, did people? How did people in your theater react when they saw Dom? I mean, uh, The Rock show up. First of all, I would like to. I loved that the movie ended and not a single body got up from their seat. Everyone knew. <laughs> everyone knew yeah. there was something else coming. You could just. You I could thought just tell. it felt to me like Giselle was gonna be the original post port. Excuse me. Original post-credit scene, and then they got, and then in. they got 
And then they got the rocket. So they're like, let's just fucking do both. Hook, line, and sinker, <laughs> baby. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. That probably was a post-credit scene. And then they were like, nah, we got a better one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh shit, Black Adam tanked. Yeah. We got we got a better one now, but like we gotta put We it got him. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got him. <laughs> yeah. Our whole theater was like Mr. Diesel, we got him. We got him. <laughs> Hell yeah. The whole theater Make sure he was says like, some bitch. <laughs> Everyone screamed yeah. and applauded when he popped up. It People was were like, Whoa! I was, was like, I remember point. it's it's growing up to him. And I looked at my sister and I was like, he better crush that phone. And then he did. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. He's like, you some bitch. You some bitch. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. So good. I love it. Okay. So who are our cameos going to be? Fast 10 part two. Who you got? Okay. My number one. Okay. And I think it's only a matter of time before they do this. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny. Oh, hell yeah. He's got Bad be Bunny it. has to be in these movies. He's got to be in it. He was great. He's got to be in it. Exactly. He's so good in Bullet Train. Yeah. How do you think they so fit good him in Bullet into the Train. family? I don't know. They, they could be like... Uh, well, he's he's Puerto Rican, right? So, have we yeah. been to Puerto Rico with Dom yet? He's probably she, he, they could make him like Diego Calderon's like cousin. <laughs> you know, he's doing like a, a favor for them, and then he gets wheeled into their into their adventure, and bam, new family member. He could, he could. I yeah. like that. I, I'm surprised that. They haven't gone to Puerto Rico because I feel like Dom is probably part Puerto Rican too. Yeah, he's well, he's definitely Caribbean and uh black Norwegian. and Latino American and Norwegian. You know, people don't know this, but he's got a little Japanese in him too. Um, that's why that's how him and Han are friends and Korean, uh, because that's where Han's from. My question is, and I could be wrong on this. But could Bad Bunny be related to Rico Santos? Who's Rico Santos? Don Omar. Oh, fuck yeah. That'd be he awesome. Could, right? He could be part of yeah. the same shot. Because we haven't seen Don Omar. and We haven't seen him or Tego Calderon in a little while. Right? So they could yeah. be they could be running the same shop. He could be their understudy, maybe, because they're probably pretty old at this point. Yeah. All right. Who else? I do got? remember we saw them like they're like living in like a villa. And yeah. Paul Walker and Mia are staying there with them. Yeah. I think that's the last time we saw Don Omar. I think so, too. Who else mm-hmm. you got in this uh, retcon list? Humail Nanjiani. Wow. Let's you put him he in. he makes this? Dude, he's ripped. He, I mean, is he still ripped? I think he's still ripped, yeah. You don't have to be ripped to be in the movie. And I but... think he'd be, he'd be, he's funny. He's like, he's fast talking. He could be just as meta as Jason Momoa. You know, oh, you see him as a bad guy, no, or potentially like oh, an agency okay. guy, like maybe like one of Brie Larson's, like you know, one of her connects, you know, so Mr. Nobody, another freelancer, who knows? Okay. I think he could be, I think he'd be a good addition to the, to the team. Okay, I like it. I like it. I've got two here too okay. for you. My first one, this is somewhat, I like that your two were. Completely outside of the universe. I have one inside and one outside the universe. 
My first one, Idris Elba comes back. Love it. Hobbs yeah. is coming back. Idris Elba is going to come back. He'll he's part robot anyway. They'll rebuild him. Easy. Yeah. yeah. There's not much thought yeah. that has to go into that. I do this, have one other person I think would be great in these, but you go first. Okay. My second one. You just reminded me of one. Well, don't lose it. My second yeah. one, Sylvester Stallone. I love that. How has that not happened already? I think he comes in as the old horse. He's like Hobbs's dad. He would look so good in a car. He would. Like, yep. Hobbs' dad. <laughs> I think he's Hobbs' dad or like Hobbs' older brother or something. Yeah. He's coming back. You know, or old partner. He have to be related somehow. Yeah, he's related to Hobbs. He's family at this point. Yeah, he he's back. Hobbs. Like Hobbs. Well, well, we know Hobbs's family already. Remember, we met them in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah so they, right. he'd have to be like um, wreck on him. He's an uncle. I think we put him as like an uncle, old as partner, like, like maybe like Dominic Toretto's uncle. You know, because because he's oh. Sylvester Stallone, the Italian stallion. He's got you're a right. Toretto. He could have a Toretto name. Yeah, you're right. He's he's probably makes more sense as a Toretto. As a Toretto, and he's got like a fucking sick. Muscle car. You know what's interesting? We never <clears throat> we met Abuelita. Abuelita. We didn't meet Grandpa. Abuelito. Grandpa. Dito. Yeah. So it could be Sylvester. Where's Abuelito? Grandpa. Um. One more. Who's... One more guy that would be great as a bad guy. Keanu Reeves. Oh, he would never do it. <laughs> be so good. It so would be fucking good. I could see him as a cameo though. Yeah. He just yeah. somehow shows up or something. I can see Schwarzenegger being like one of the guys that are like, so here's another thing this movie did that I co- totally forgot about till just this moment. It introduced us to some sort of secret world government. Yes. That the agency is a part of. Yeah. And they're all black faces. Any one of those black faces, you could just make a guy. <laughs> you could just, that's Point Keanu Reeves. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love that's, Arnold. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucking Sylvester Stallone. Let's put They're them all just in there. They're going to be you the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's his name? What's his name from uh... Dave Bautista? Put him in there. Dave Bautista. Oh yeah, put Dave Bautista in there. Yeah, uh, dude. Terry Crews. Uh, fucking. Yeah. You know. Everybody, put everybody in there. Put them all in. Put them all in there. Put Chris Pratt in there. Put Zoe Saldana. Put you know James Gunn. Put Sean Gunn. Put Bradley Cooper in there. You know, put Groot in there. <laughs> Groot's kind of already in there. You know what I was just thinking about? So let's get to you know who'd be good, Benicio del Toro. That'd be pretty good. Dominic Toretto. <laughs> you were always Mr. Popular in high school. I, love I was the nerd boy. But he's Puerto Rican. Like, why not? You know? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's just do it all. So oh, Pedro Pascal. He could be Jason Momoa's brother. He could. Yeah. He'd have to get more rip. All right. So <laughs> what we're 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 getting to the sort of the the end here. We're ready for Fast Ten Part Two. What were your highs and lows? Give it to us. Okay. Uh, a lot of highs in this movie. Mostly highs. Mostly so fucking awesome highs. Um, but my lows were 
uh, I got to say, you know, this movie didn't know what to do with Han, especially, but also like Roman Tej and Ramsey kind of get just thrown to the side. Um, it feels like in this movie, in, it, like literally in the plane when it explodes, uh, but also they're not dead. I can't believe we didn't talk about this, John. Let's talk about it. <laughs> we didn't talk about the fact that supposedly Roman, Tej, Han, and Ramsey all died in the plane after uh, Ames shot them with a rocket launcher. But, and it but is they revealed did it. to us that, yeah, there's no way because the plane goes behind a mountain and we don't see them actively burned to death, which means they're still alive in the universe. And it's just the rules of the game, baby. We know Roman is invincible. Yeah, that's right. We know Roman can't die. Mm-hmm. We established that in Fast 9. Yep. Fast yeah. 9. Love it. Love it. Um, But anyways, this was pretty great little conclusion, I thought. Overall, um, yeah, I didn't really like that storyline. I loved everything else. I love that this like leaned into just... uh the nostalgia for the franchise its own lore and it knows what it is and what makes it good oh so many great lines so many, so great many lines, good lines. so many good so lines like, you may have taken everything else but you didn't take my car yes you know like fuck that line was awesome that, and, and true um mm-hmm. lows i none for me the highs i thought that the <laughs> The pacing was exceptional, right? Like this movie is almost two and a half hours, but mm-hmm. there was not, to me, there was not a point in the movie that felt like it was dragging on or didn't really make it, like didn't make a ton of sense. Everything was very entertaining. And yeah. I think because it is part one of three, it's intentional because there was a lot, there, they're doing a lot of lifting here. There's a lot of different storylines that are happening at the same time, which really helped make it kind of fly by the highs for me were that, uh, we got back to racing. There was a great race. Loved the race. It felt like we got a little bit more, as you mentioned, grounded to reality. Certainly a lot of absurd action mm-hmm. sequences and and just like like whatever. dom taking down two helicopters with a car right fucking awesome yeah it was sick but awesome. overall it, it it wasn't as like okay you know there were some things yeah there were, they didn't happen. go to space they didn't go, we to, didn't space. go to space we didn't hit a car on yeah. like a rope that swung around a mountain that rolled 15 times. You know, what's funny, John, it's like the, the best parts of these movies sometimes are something as small as Letty jumping over uh, a chain on her motorcycle. You know, like there's a scene in the beginning where she goes, yeah, yeah, like very quickly, like flips over a little chain and it looks practical. Like somebody actually did that. Yeah. And something as small as that would make me go like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That was cool. Let's there keep going. Lot. And then the movie just keeps, you know, doing stuff like that. So it's so engaging just because yeah. it's fucking crazy. I guess the low, if I had to pick one, was there still is not really a storyline in these movies. It's just bad guy, bad thing happens. But I thought that a high of this was Momoa's character just being so absurd and evil mm-hmm. that it didn't really, you know, I wasn't like, oh, what are you, what are you kind of doing here? But, you know. That's yeah, sort of what we thought. 
I also just want to put one last pin in it. It's like with this movie, we it feels like we've really reached the point where this franchise like understands its absurdic nature mm-hmm. and it's just willing to be like, yep, let's let's go. Let's let's go into it, you know, but tastefully. and I always. Yeah, it's it does. It does somehow, you know, toe the line between for me, at least between absolute, you know, like ridiculous you know it self-indulgence and and you know just the right amount of poking fun at itself yeah exactly yeah it's tasteful yeah. it's lovely <laughs> it's great it's like it's like you know new car smell shocking to me that these movies are hated by critics like that critics are split on these movies it makes no sense to me whatsoever like just you mean like you think that this should be a critically acclaimed and you know universally acclaimed film it goes back to the age-old time like question right like how do you rank a movie we rank movies on very similar things right like did the like were we engaged with the pacing did the characters were they believable did we enjoy them did we relate to them did mm-hmm. they engage us um uh, did the dialogue expository dialogue, yeah like yeah yeah all that stuff like if you were to look at this movie for those things it has those things i think <laughs> it does right? have great pacing you know the stories are all pretty engaging characters are great because we know them and love them right dialogue absolutely hilarious and yeah yeah, boy am i i'm engaged i'm strapped in i'm locked in Mm -hmm. quarter mile at a time baby so strapped in baby the critics gave this a 56 percent, (laughs) and again baffling to me that you could be split on something like that so let's sounds uh, like a lot of them are split yeah Let's take a look at uh, this first one from the San Diego Reader, uh, Matthew Lacona. How about you, Lacona, these nuts? It's over <laughs> over long and over the top. But the real trouble <laughs> is that when a series like this starts acknowledging its own absurdities, they become harder to enjoy. One out of five. That's interesting because we literally just said the opposite. <laughs> We did that. just say the opposite of that, right? That it's kind of cute and like a little bit of when you get a little wink and a nod, you know, I like, I like that, you know, but it, but again, like it, it, it's got a, everything toes the line with that. It's really easy to fuck that up. I feel like maybe, you know, but like you could be scary movie, you know, like scary movie four or five. And that's what that's doing. And it's not doing a great job of it, you know? But I bet you that scary movie is uh, higher reviewed on a critical lens because you know that's what it is going in. Well, that's what I'm saying. How do you not know that this what that's what this movie is when you walk? Like into it's it? silly. It's supposed to be yes. silly, right? It's supposed to be a fun ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what do you think this pace? is like for somebody who's never seen this movie before? 
really dumb. These movies before. Probably yeah. really dumb. You would have to preface, if I were to show someone this movie, Fast 10, and they'd never seen any of the other ones, <laughs> I would yeah. just, I would have to say, hey, let's have a conversation. I want to yeah. level set with you. This is going to be an absurd movie, but it's going to be really fun. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of crazy action. There's going to be a lot of jokes. There's going to be a lot of just what, what am I doing? But just put your seatbelt in, hang on to the little, you know, holdy on thingy. That's, you know, your mom always hangs on to when you take a turn at five miles an hour instead of two miles an hour. Just hang on to that. Just enjoy the ride. That's what I'd say to that person. This next one from our mortal enemy at Real Views. Oof. Fucking guy. James Baradellini. I'm going to bury him. calling Del- him out, huh? Yeah, I'm going to bury Delini's nuts in your face despite <laughs> posting <Christ>. healthy. <laughs> despite. Uh, boasting a healthy 141 minute running time fast x is not a complete movie two out of four okay james Ber- berardinelli okay let me tell you something you, i bet you think you're an analytics guy a real stats guy coming at us with 141 minute running time let me let me hit you with a stat james okay jimmy why don't you listen up this is a part one out of three. You're not going to get a complete movie because there's two more a coming. And I don't know if you've ever seen a Fast and the Furious movie. By your two out of four ranking, I would say you haven't. There's been 10, okay? They all lead into another. The story <laughs> never ends. Life never ends. You the have road to never the... ends. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This next one. Brian Tallarico. Uh, should I make a dirty joke about this one too? I, don't I know. mean, this I think one, you've, set a, you've set a standard, so you have to. This one's a little bit harder. Um, how about I Tallarico Tallarico but I tell Arik these nuts on you. <laughs> tell Arik. Almost okay. Why don't you tell me how Telerico these nuts are? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, even as it's. Rico, how good these nuts taste. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Tell Rico how these nuts taste. Even as it's spinning. Oh, from Roger, Roger Ebert.com. Rest in power, Roger. <laughs> we, I thought there was a there was a point in time where we wouldn't read anybody's names. Now we're now we're directly making fun of everybody's names. Yeah, maybe they'll listen to us and they'll uh, they'll come on the pod. We'll be friends. Um, it's all in good fun, Telerico. How about you, Telerik? Yes. Um, even as it's spinning through enjoyably goofy action set pieces, most of them enlivened greatly by a fun performance from Jason Momoa, there's a desperate familiarity to all of Fast 10. Two out of four. That's the point. You know, it is doing a lot. 
<laughs> to have us remember the old movies. Like there's there's the scene with uh, Reacher, uh, a.k.a. Ames, and there's the scene where Vin Diesel is in Dante's vision board as well. Yeah. Let me ask so you there's something. a lot of that. Let me okay. ask you something. Sure, here. go ahead. If there were 10 of something, would you expect that there's a bit of familiarity with that? Think about the Spider-Man franchise, John. Every single it's it's it all folds in on itself. How many times are you going to see Uncle Ben die? Wouldn't you say mm-hmm. there's a bit of desperate familiarity? I don't know. Oh, just wait until you see this new one. Can't wait. Does he die like a thousand times? This is just traumatic over just, and over. Just again. wait. Just wait. Just wait. This next one. You got to go M- watch it. We got to talk about it on, on what you're watching next week or something. I know we will. We will. This next one from Empire Magazine from Dan Jollin. He's been jollin on this nut all day. <laughs> jollin. He's got that jollin all in my groin. Um, it's a film that somehow finds new and fabulously silly things to do with cars. While Momoa's questionable villain aside, being exactly what you'd expect, three out of five. I don't know what that means. Questionable villain aside, was he not villain enough for you? Yeah, Dan. Yeah, what's the question about? Dan the man about it. He had tea with dead people (laughs) and painted their nails. What is that? Not uh, a villain to you? Is that too soft for you, Dan? Are you a real man's man? You know what a villain is. (laughs) These critics, man. They know everything. I think uh, it seems pretty obvious, but the critics continue to not get this movie. They uh, they thought this one was too long, too absurd, unrealistic, cliche. They're wrong. So let's get to the audience reviews. Here we go. This first one from our friend Sabrina. The theater was clean and nice. The location was awesome as well. What I didn't like was the server bringing food in the middle of the movie and blocking your view of the screen. I think there should be another way of doing this. Four stars. I think there should be another way of doing this. Four stars. I love it. You're absolutely right, Sabrina. Um, There should be another way of doing that if they're blocking the screen for you because you're missing out on the action, the good stuff, the best part. Come on. Yeah, they should have known better. This next one here. It fucks with the whole movie. Four stars. Four stars. Next one here, Amy. Unfortunately, the movie theater was extremely hot and the popcorn was stale. One star. What is it? Do these people not watch the movie? None of them have had anything to say about the movie itself. They're talking about the movie theater. The critics? The critics or the audience? The audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I have a couple more here. This one from uh, from Vivian. Too much unrealistic fantasy type action. The first four were the best. Now it's all stupid, unrealistic scenes. I do love the cast and the mix of action and comedy, which is why I watch them all. Three and a half stars out of five. Nice. Okay. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Thanks, Vivian. Yeah. I'd like to let you know. I'm cool with this. That you're wrong. Three and a half stars. I feel like this is a fair. I feel like this is a totally fair review. 
No, her opinion yeah. is wrong in this case. The fifth movie is the best movie. <laughs> Followed by movie? maybe. Well, Fast Five is the best. Followed by maybe the first, the original. But Fast Ten might be. I mean, it's it's right on the tail of second. I'll tell best. you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the real answer is, John. All right, let me hear. It. The first movie is undoubtedly the greatest one. Oh, it's the best one. Yes. The second best movie is Fast Five, the reimagining, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And then the third best movie is Tokyo Drift. You think Tokyo Drift is better than Fast 10? 100%. Yes. Just I love that movie. Love that movie. Fast 10 is up. I would say Fast 10 is four. Yeah. Tokyo Drift is down there for me. It just holds a place in my heart for me. Too Fast and Too Furious, we can all agree, is, is probably the worst. No way. No. Fast and Furious is the worst, which is the... the yeah, number four. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's get to this uh, last review here by Terrence. Jason Momoa was unexpectedly great with his Heath Ledger Joker vibes. And Vin Diesel's son stole the show. I was pleasantly surprised. This might be my favorite FNF thus far. And that fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron, five stars. I agree. Totally this guy's agree. got it. There was a Heath Ledger-esque performance from Jason Momoa. <laughs> Vin I mean, Diesel's son was in the movie. Stole, maybe. Uh and that Michelle Rodriguez and Charlie <laughs> Theron fight. Enough said. I love all of those. Enough said. Those were great. Enough said. Audience gets it, man. They understand. Which uh, which, which, which which fight scene stood out to you the most? I mean, that one was sick with Charlie Theron and uh, and Letty Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, I think it is. I liked that one. I liked Jacob and Mia in the room. That one was in, cool. I mean, in the oh, house. Oh, in the house. You know? Yeah, when Jacob came back I liked to the house, that, that one. was cool. Yeah. But I think it is I, Charlize Theron and Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. That's the right answer. That was Yeah, nuts. both of the both of their fights were good. I love also the setup of that fight where she's like she's like how long till it opens or whatever. And she's like about 4 minutes. She's like that's enough time and then just starts beating the shit out of Charlize Theron. <laughs> I hope Michelle it's like four minutes, enough time for an ass cooking, ass kicking, <laughs> ass cooking. Mm. Audience gets this. Well, I mean, there's there's nothing else to say. Let's uh, let's get into our uh, real review here. So we get to the real ranking where we rank 
every movie that we talk about on a scale of zero to 100. Zero, as we alluded to before, would be something that we've never seen, like Batgirl, that uh, exists out in the ether, but has never made it to streaming platforms or visual platforms anywhere. And a 100 would be a movie, you know, like your favorite movie, like The Godfather, you've said. Uh, Possibly Barbie, possibly Oppenheimer. Probably Barbie, right? Inception. All of those. So, um, you know, critics gave this a 56%. Oh, so I'm sure you're pretty stoked about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. You know. I always forget that you love Christopher Nolan. I'll say this really quick because I know, you know, we, uh, you know, if you're still with us, we love you. And <laughs> we're running um, on time. Yeah. And uh but I will say, I think this is Christopher Nolan's kind of like last shot. Uh the last couple movies he's made, not good. I think overrated. Oh shit. Overhyped. I think Dunkirk was just okay. Like beautifully filmed, sure. Cinema. Tenant, <laughs> terrible. Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar, meh. Fine. Cool, you know. I mean, yeah, Dunkirk so, was pretty amazing for me. I really enjoyed that one, but yeah, uh, totally agree with you. Otherwise, so I mean, Duts. he's could he be hitting M Night Shyamalan territory where you're just like, all right, so this guy, yeah, you know what you know what you're gonna get, right? Like, great question. You're just gonna get cool looking cinema, beautifully shot, but over the top in compute Westworld. Was that him mm-hmm. or his brother? That that was neither of them. I don't think. I think it was his brother. You mean like the old Westworld? Oh, that was his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonathan yeah, yeah. Nolan. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I think he, he you're just kind of like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. He, he tends to, like, make things a little bit more confusing than they have to, similar to M. Night Shyamalan, and relies a lot on cool cinema technique uh, to make normal pe- people feel dumb why they don't like his movies. So zero out of 100. What are you giving this puppy? I'm going to give this one a 85. Wow, that's pretty low. What? So high. It's a great movie. All right, 85, baby. Give me why. Give me give me your review. Um because, you know, like you know, despite me loving the shit out of this movie, uh, you can't get over the you can't get past the fact that, you know, there's it's not a perfect film. It's definitely, you know, the cliffhanger thing takes away takes away from me. It's too much movie for the movie. Um, there were too many disparate plots uh, and some of them were stronger than others. Um, but overall, it was so much fucking fun. It was so much fun. I had so much fun watching this movie all right fair enough i am gonna go well originally when i walked out of this movie i think i texted you i'm giving this movie an x out of x 10 out of 10 baby 10 out of 10 baby i mean i did too i walked out of there being like that was a perfect movie yeah that was perfect and you really had me thinking like gosh um, what even really is a perfect movie, right? Do those yeah. even exist? 
Is that for is you? There such a yeah, world? I think it's a very personal thing. I don't think there's like an objective answer. Right. right. And so for me, this movie hit on all the all of the feels. Right. It gave you nostalgia. It gave you fun. Gave you excitement. Gave you action. I think this movie. All of the. Those are all of the feels. All of them. Those are the only feels I have. Um, (laughs) Or at least the feels that I'm able to articulate outwardly. You know, we're all working on it. And family. Um, I think this movie reminded me a lot of Jacob. Not the biblical Jacob. The Jacob in this movie with a K. I love that they gave him a K to make him more Nordic. Some yeah, European of sorts. Because um, you know the Toretto bloodline is it's the chin, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Nordic chin. This this movie reminds me a lot of Jacob, right? Like, you know, in this movie, I will say, like when you first come across Jacob in this movie, he's the Funkle, man. You're you're young. You're seeing him for the first time. You're experiencing him for the first time. He's cool. He's older. He's got his stuff together. He's yeah. doing all the super He's got great, all these high-tech spy gadgets. High-tech and, spy gadgets, a canoe mm, that's really like a super crazy ship. So you're like, Mustang. You can't wait to A cannon out. car. All of it. A bat he's, cave. He's punching guys through the face, through walls. Like, uh-huh. that's what, like when I look back at my childhood, like that was the fun uncle, right? Like, yeah, everyone had that uncle and you like to hang out with them and you can't wait to see him at the next barbecue or the family gathering or whatever. And then as you get a little bit older, the funkle, you know, he kind of gets a little cheesier. He kind of, he tells the same jokes. They still make you laugh, but you're just kind of like, Oh man, there you there you go again, Funkle. He starts to say <laughs> some like off-color stuff at the Thanksgiving table in a cute way because he's getting older and you just are kind of like, all right, you know, like that's cool. Like I'll still, you know, let it slide. It makes me laugh. It makes me feel like home. It makes me feel like a kid again, you know? And then you you hit another age where maybe you're not a teenager, a little bit older. And then you reminisce of like, man, those were some good old times. Every time I see my uncle, you remember back when you came and saved me from that burning house and you punched that guy through a wall. Hey, you remember that time, you know, we went flying and yeah, God, you're so you cool. that time that I got like kidnapped off the hood of your cannon car. Yeah. Awesome. It was awesome. And it, it first time I ever get, felt the car. Yeah. And as you get older, you just realize, man, I just, I love you more and more and i appreciate you for who you are and that's what that's what this movie is you know 94 out of 100 damn (laughs) wow hell yeah i'm glad that's pretty great that's great news for your uncle yeah (laughs) i don't have an uncle uncle, that's like jacob Well, anyways, what did you guys think of the movie? Let us know on our socials at EARC pod and be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. It's hot blockbuster summer, baby. We'll see what we're going to do next. We should do Transformers. I think we're probably going to do Transformers. Maybe we'll do a two for one. We'll talk two movies in one next time. Oh, I like that idea. So many 
so many hot blockbusters out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about whatever the fuck we want. It doesn't seem like anything <laughs> stopping me. <laughs> That's right. I've got a mic and I've, I've got, got a, a microphone <laughs> and I'm not afraid to use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach out on the socials uh, at Hoser Loser for me at John B. Wolf for John today. That's right. You know, we we kind we pretty much sided with the audience. We sided with the so. audience on yeah, this we one. Were saying, yeah, we yeah. It's fucking so good. I love these so movies good. so much. If you haven't, I'm going to keep it, watching watch them. I highly recommend. You know, like if you've never watched the Fast and Furious movie, just start at the very beginning <laughs> no. and watch them. I think that's the way you should do it. I think watch the way you should do it is start at the end and work backwards. <laughs> I just mean watch them chronologically, like yeah, the Fast should. and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift. Yep. And then watch Los Pandeleros. Yep. And then watch Fast and Furious. And then watch Fast Five. And then watch F7. And then watch Fate of the Furious. And then F9. And then F10. <laughs> Fast I feel 10. like I feel like we should. It post on our Instagram or our Twitter. We should post that timeline for people when we release this. Sure. We can do that. Uh, unless you think that, you know, you have a different timeline. If you because you could also watch it with Tokyo Drift. You know, happening in between fast. Oh, don't forget Hobbs and Shaw. Seven and eight. Yeah. And then there's Hobbs and Shaw in there as well. Yeah. Which seems like yeah. it's going to take place after Fast 10. Why? Why? Because Hobbs or Shaw leaves for Hobbs and Shaw in Fast Ten. Oh, right? is that where he's going? I don't. I thought so. I don't know. But the Hobbs, when Hobbs shows up, I don't know. He looks a little bit too young to be in Hobbs and Shaw. Anyway, you should you should tweet at us when you think you should let us know yeah yeah does Hobbs and Shaw fit in this whole thing maybe we'll do a mini-sode and who do you want to be in the in these movies yeah that too who do you want in the movies I would like to see Bad Bunny in these movies yeah because you know uh Scott Eastwood not doing so hot in these movies they barely used him I was surprised he was even in it I want to be in these movies about Clint Eastwood I would love to be like one of the guys at one of the like, you know, like uh, their weird community races things, you know, like yeah. when they all get together with all the girls in the little skirts. Yeah, I, yeah, I just want to be one of the guys in the bag being like, "Woo, go Dom. <laughs> we love you, Dom. I would do that. I would want to be in that, too. I would want to like be as an extra. I would want for us to be like the Don Omar duo where we're like in a shop just hanging out and oh Dom hey is, what's up damn yeah. look at this one yo john come over hey, here take hey. a look under the hood of this one hey jose <laughs> look who's back man <laughs> and then you go back and you're like Woo, is that a gs 713 <laughs> damn with twin flames and uh <laughs> would you look at some the other car jargon yeah. <laughs> yeah we'd have to be like cheech and chong she my stars and stripes. Is that Dominic Toretto over there? <laughs> What's up, Familia? Yeah. Whoa. I turn around. I'm holding high life. So he's like, get those out of my face. And I'm oh, like, dude, oh, I was shit. Just, 
I was just thinking our way to do it would be like he comes in his car is a little broken. We're like, whoa, uh, don't worry, Dom. Looks like you did a real number to the car this time. We'll get her fixed up for you. Hey, <laughs> Coronas are in the fridge. You know, go ahead. Yeah, you and know I'll be like Coronas behind are. the Miller High Lifes. <laughs> those are mine. <laughs> Who lied to us and said that Corona wasn't in this movie? That's a fucking lie. Corona was in this movie, right? I know. Someone yeah, told me in the that very they beginning. Weren't. Yeah, someone told me they weren't. So fucking huh. No, there's you. definitely Corona. You can't. This is the movie so far that has had the most callbacks ever. Yeah, seemingly. you can't not have it. It's have insane. It. Well, hey, um, but fucking if you want to see us in the Fast and Furious movies, start a Twitter campaign for us um, <laughs> because. We would love to continue to show the critics that they're wrong. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't really matter because, you know what they yeah. say, Jose. Everyone's a real critic. Real critic. Everyone's a real critic. Hell yeah. Except, but you can't criticize these movies. No. No, you you're can't. not allowed. No, because you're wrong. Absolutely. 